following the near loss of the shadow and life of Lady Gilda, the heroes regained their footing and quickly covered their surroundings to ensure no more danger lurked nearby. When all seemed quiet, a small rodent came to them, bearing a note from Rin Savinci. Something is amiss in Otari, or is about to be, according to a haunting vision. The heroes followed the little messenger through a series of tunnels, arriving at the smuggler's cave through a well-hidden secret door. Upon arrival, a druid of the stone ring pond lay in wait. The heroes were warned of strange stirrings in the forest, accompanied by a bright full moon as they followed the druid to see Warlowin. There, the heroes admitted to their knowledge that Jal Mesmin still lives, and fears and understanding were given rise. Strangely, Doriana, Mermenhima's eldest child, was among the druids, having been found wandering toward the Fogfen at night. More mysteries come forth as they discover strange characters bruised into her arm. The only decipherable word reading Lang, and a perfect ruby sewn into her favorite plush toy griffin. She claimed to be trying to visit her friend, the motley man, who grants her gifts and takes her on adventures in her dreams. The heroes decided to deliver these unsettling discoveries to the Manhima's family. And when they arrived, Osef was not to be found in his home. With guards posted to guard the family against what evil the moon had brought, everyone agreed to travel to the garrison for additional protection for all. And when they entered the town, a cacophonous choir of baleful howls filled the air from all directions. Hello there, creatures and denizens of the North. James here with a favor to ask of you. We want you to go out and tell a friend about one of our shows. Word of mouth is so important for a burgeoning network like ours, and each and every one of you can help us grow just by mentioning one of our shows to a friend, a game master, or someone on the street with a cool shirt. We'd also like to remind you that we've got a free public Discord where some of our most dedicated fans hang out at unchartednorth.com backslash Discord, and we'd love to hear from you. And if you really like what we do, you can help us create these shows and get some cool rewards in the process at patreon.com backslash Uncharted North. That's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode.
Welcome back, listeners. We got Scotty in the zoo. And speaking of zoos this morning on your commute to work, God, it's wild out there. <laughs> speaking of the wilderness, you know, I was at work the other day and I was talking to my colleague and we saw a coyote run across the road. And then we just got to talking about animals and which ones we'd like to be. I don't know. You guys can choose this one however you want. Is Which one is closest to you that you think? Like me, maybe a panda. Or which one you'd want to be? Like a wolf or a lion or something dope like that. Uh, so uh, don't everyone uh, volunteer at one first. James! I, I actually... Yeah, okay. Um, so when I was a kid, I have uh, I have a friend who's, who's always been like... Um, an animal, uh, a little more mystical than I've ever really been able to get down with. Uh, but she, when we were kids, told me that in a dream I was a falcon, and that was always kind of uh, that always kind of stuck with me. Um, you know, they're fast, they're shrewd, they're they've got really good eyesight, like a bunch of shit that I don't have. Um, but I always thought that that was an interesting concept. Uh, and she told me that I was specifically a peregrine falcon and peregrine is of, is of course Latin for lonely wanderer. So that, that made a whole lot <laughs> of, of sense and it really resonated <laughs> to me, um, to the point where my entire upper back is tattooed wings of a peregrine falcon. So that oh, would really? have to be my answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My no entire, idea. my whole upper back. Yeah. I thought it was Latin for two Holy smiles, crap. but okay. Peregrine. <laughs> That's English. Peregrine. <laughs> Freeman? Uh, honestly, I've not really ever thought about this too much, I don't think. Um my first my first thing was I don't have any reason to want to be this this animal. When I was a kid, for whatever reason, I was obsessed with lynxes. I loved the lynx, thought they were really cool. Um uh, probably just kids with little tufts on their ears. I don't know. Very cute. Kids kids are weird and I was no exception. Um, uh, but honestly, I'm, I'm actually a little bit flabbergasted, uh, that James said Falcon. Cause that was the second thing that went in my head. I was like, I think a, a, a creature of flight, especially a predatory bird, but not a massive one. I don't want to be a big one. I want to be one that's fast, like stupid fast. And, uh, and fastest the creatures on earth, my dude, a peregrine Falcon. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like very much there. Um, the other one maybe would be for an alternate flight, uh, uh, flying uh, animal would be um probably a parrot of some kind i just like i think it's the it, not only beautiful but just like really impressive creatures like they're so intelligent some of them like african grays and macaws um and um they're so just like capable um and, and it would be uh, nice to be a little more intelligent than you currently are right right exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> It would give you a reason to talk to yeah. yourself. And that guy the alternative is always is- eating crackers and talking about how much he likes it. <laughs> the alternative is I could be a Canadian goose and know what it's like to be the biggest asshole in the world like Scott. Hey, shit everywhere. <laughs> I, for the record, if I was going to be an animal, I think I'd be more like a barn owl. Like, kind of cute, kind of fluffy, but you don't want to approach them or look them directly in the yeah. eyes. <laughs> I was trying to think of an animal that has like a lot of beard, but not a lot of top hair. <laughs> we we remember we saw that we saw <laughs> that uh, that rabbit one time when we went to pick up hay for your guinea pigs, and it had this oh, yeah. massive yeah, yeah. beard. Yeah, never been yeah. able to get that out of my head. <laughs> I love that rabbit. So cool. 
I feel like James could be a some sort of mountain goat as oh, well. Oh yeah. <laughs> goats are fun fact, goats are my favorite animals. Like, I don't know if you've ever like hung out with a goat, but they're awesome. I, have I love not. them. Yeah. Oh, they're so cool. They're so much fun. <laughs> All right, dunk. That's what we're gonna get instead of a dog. <laughs> nice. See, this is a real big coincidence. We're gonna have to market three for Peregrine Falcon guys. No, that's a joke. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably the noble capybara would be the uh, the aspirational goal there. Oh, Just totally zen. Yeah. But I mean, more realistically, it would probably Speak. be like uh, I don't know, like an opossum or something. Oh, a possum or an opossum? An opossum. Possums are quite cute. Opossums are the ones that sometimes are cute and sometimes they show up looking like a, a cat straight from hell. Yeah, there's some <laughs> ratchet ass motherfuckers. That's why you have to caveat it. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> and uh, what can I say? When uh, when the going gets tough, I just like to play dead and not get leprosy. <laughs> nice. Big fan of not yep. having leprosy. Big, that's a win yep, in two columns. Up. That isn't are that, a, isn't that an armadillo thing too? Oh, armadillos give leprosy. you leprosy. At least one of the species is, <laughs> yeah, they give you leprosy like man. So messed up. Yeah. Nice. It's like koalas. Koalas are, are riddled with, um, chlamydia. with herpes, I think. Oh, chlamydia. That's it. Yeah. Chlamydia. Yeah. John Oliver, koala chlamydia award. <laughs> That's not how I learned it, but uh, I learned it the hard John way. Oliver. Oh, yeah. He's actually got a koala, koala chlamydia award in, oh uh, in Australia. That's so funny. But uh, Very I, nice. I think they did it in protest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So uh, you, you said right. panda. Is that what you landed on, Scott? I think that if if it was just like what I'm most like, I would go panda. But if it was what I wanted to be, I, I always thought that I'd want to be something that, first of all, has the ability to enjoy play. Um, just because being an animal is just constantly fighting for your life fucking sucks. So then you also have to go for like apex predator. So, and then lions are pretty rad, but then they're always like hot. So I don't like that. You know either. what you should be, Scott? You should be a quokka. Quokka flock of flame. Quokka. They're like those, <laughs> these like these little, little rodents that live like uh, off an island, like off, like as a New Zealand or Australia. Australia. Or something, and they have no natural predators. So they're not afraid of people. So they just like wander around being friendly. Yeah, they've, and they've got the well, stupidest grin on their face all the time. It's fantastic. Yeah, they're so. Not adorable. saying that you have a stupid grin on your face. I was gonna go with sea otter. Well, the mustache is kind of evocative of a yeah, walrus. For I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh my god, my partner says that all the time. <laughs> walrus mustache. Oh, that's good. Well, uh, I think a were walrus would be really strange. Tusk is a great movie. I mean, yeah. I've seen Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> I have not. But, uh, speaking of Kevin uh, Smith, it's, this it's situation rough. really sucks. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah, of turning you... into animals, Joel. <laughs> yeah, we're in a bit of a weird situation here. This big, big cacophony of, uh, of howls just echoed across the sky and through the town. And it's drawn a bit silent now, and you can hear with the whinnying of horses within the Valentine deliveries. Um, and um, as you gain your bearings, you see a little curtain pull aside, and Aloria Galantine is like eyeing out the window. Uh, she sees you and uh, opens the door and steps out 
but not getting too far from the door. Hello there, friends. Something is, something strange is happening here. Where are you off to? We're headed to the garrison. We have Menhemus's got Menhemus's. Oh God. We have the mayor's daughter. We need to return her. <laughs> you have her whole family. Actually, got his whole family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't all lost though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where the horses were in the stable were, were starting to get a bit skittish and uh, a little bit too much for my lacking. And I heard some howls not that long ago over to the over to the um, the west or the east there. And uh, so I decided to bring them in because they, they would not steady. And uh, my couriers, or the, a couple of the, most of them are out of town on deliveries, but uh, a couple of the local ones talked about uh, seeing some sort of two-legged wolf. One of them even said there was a flying wolf, which sounds crazy to me. I don't know what he's going on about. bat. Um, but we did see, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and one of them said they saw Manhemas marching by here, uh, all in a huff, uh, uh, took a right down the road there towards uh, towards the smithy, I think. Bar your doors and stay inside. Uh, yes, we'll do. Uh, that was the other thing, is, is the, uh, the town guard came through and saw me uh, bringing the horses in and told me to do just that. I thought I'd uh, step out and, and say what I can. Best of luck. If you want the family to stay here, they're more than welcome, but the, the garrison's probably safer. Yes, your stable seems more like an unstable right now. We should take them with us. <laughs> if you would uh, like, you could... There's no time for levity, Crocker. <laughs> I'm being deadly serious. <laughs> if you'd like to join, you could come to the safety of the garrison. But you may have to leave uh, your horses unattended. I'm afraid that's not an option. These horses are my livelihood. We'll be fine in here, I'm sure. Aloria goes back in to uh, continue soothing of her horses. Um, who yeah, are, you know, we let her know to like board the windows and the doors until she yeah. hears uh, a shave and a haircut. Sure, and then it's safe. Yeah, and the horses aren't too bad. They're not. They're not upset too much because they. I mean, they're used to like going on you know long, long drives to Absalom and stuff, and encountering um, nature and all that. So, but the, it's just enough for her to be worried. Uh, we proceed forward towards the garrison. Okay. Uh, so you head south, uh, and you hit the crossroads, uh, the garrison to the east, uh, Blades for Glades Blacksmith to the west, and, uh, just south of there is Odd Stories, um, all of which there are no lights on, except, well, the garrison, sorry, has some lights on. Tulok, how do you and Kroka feel about escorting the family to the garrison and clearing it making sure it's safe, and I'll go try and find Menhemus down at the smithy? Are you sure we should not stay together? We can find him soon enough. Something nipping at the back of my neck makes me feel like time might be of the essence tonight. Okay, I trust your judgment. Go now, then. Uh, she will draw the cooperative blade and uh, make her way east. Did she put the blood beak on that bitch? No. Okay. She doesn't <laughs> okay. want to accidentally kill anybody. <laughs> She wants to on purpose kill people. <laughs> and I uh, didn't think about it at the time. Yeah, this would be a weird time to take 10 minutes to do it. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, Tulak and Kreka both are taking to the garrison. Yes. Yeah. With the guards. Okay. So hurrying along there, you arrive at the garrison and you go up to the door and uh, it's opened by another guard. Um, there's a couple guards inside and a desk clerk. And they hurry you in. 
and well, the one guard you spoke to like explains the situation that you brought the um, the Menahima's family here, and they ask for a bit of a report, and the guard says, "Well, uh, you know that the uh, Long Sandal sounded a, a sort of silent alarm around the guard, where it were not to spread any panic. Uh, a portion of the guard was um, was uh, to go door to door and." Um, alert anyone to awake uh, that uh, there might be something wrong and to lock up and shut down. And uh, on any of the quiet doors, uh, we were to, um, uh, people already sleeping, we were we were to check to make sure the door was locked. Uh, a portion of the guard went with Long Saddle in town to find further signs of danger and, and uh, well, Gerald was sent up to Menhima's Manor. Um, I guess uh, he's coming back into town, according, according to our lad here. The family should be safe in here. No, no, no problem at all. Uh, we'll lock up, but uh, we've got strict instructions not to leave this uh, the garrison here. Okay, you you stay put until we come back and say the code phrase, which is, "It's safe to come out." <laughs> that seems a bit on the nose, but uh, I guess whatever's out there wouldn't see that coming. And with that, Tulok just quickly makes sure that the door is barred tight and exits back out into the night with the ever-burning torch in one hand and the wand of magic missiles held tight in the other. Okay. And we move over to Lady Gilda, who starts to approach Blades for Glades. Shout out to, I don't know how to say the name actually, Che and Peku, who are map makers for tabletop RPGs and they do friggin' amazing maps and they make a lot of money on Patreon and they deserve it they're really really cool shout out um, but here is the outside of a blacksmith uh, it's not to scale on the old Atari map but you can uh, suspend your disbelief I'm sure and uh, yeah you walk along this road Lady Gilda and all is eerily quiet as you do as you get closer and closer to the blacksmith looking for any signs of um anything really you approach this low uh, fence by the front door when the door bursts open and an apprentice comes running out and she's like ho- holding onto a hammer and like wearing an apron and just is like he's lost his mind oh my god oh, oh, lady lady Gilda oh he's lost his mind he's gonna die in there and uh, just as uh, she says that um and she like slams the door shut behind her because she's like, get me, you know, I don't want to be in there anymore. And she's trying to block the passage. And you hear this howl from above you. This baying sound. And I need you to roll me a will save. Oh. Arrgh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's <a> 30. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you are, you are, you are steady. You are ready. <laughs> you are really thinking about this on your way over. Um, she, on the other hand, is like freaking out. Uh, she critically fails and starts running as fast as she can away from the house. And I need you to roll for initiative <laughs> because. When you hear the the noise, you see a canine-like creature standing on the roof of the blacksmith. And let's go. What'd you get for initiative, Lady Gilda? Twenty-six. Um, 
All right. With this baying noise, um, uh, you stave off the fear that it should uh, hit you, and it is your turn. You can see this this hound kind of leering over the rooftop at you. She will first action throw up her shields. Uh, free action, she will yell um, top of her lungs. Crocker, two luck to the smithy. There's something going on here. Uh, and with her next two actions, she will ready a strike if this thing gets within melee range. Okay, and um, this hound, this canine creature, steps off the roof and at like a 45 degree angle just starts walking on the air straight towards you. Uh, what? As if it's on solid ground. And <laughs> and just like starts to pick up some speed and comes right at you and com- just gets right down onto the ground right in front of you and comes at you with his jaws. Uh, okay. for Is that will trigger her ready to action. Okay. That's a 33 to hit. Oh, that's a crit. Hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <She's> baby. <ready. laughs> that is 16 points of slashing damage with the uh, with the uh, cooperative blade. Awesome. Okay, you can go. Now. And then it tr- and then it tries to hit you and it and it misses. Um, and so it will uh, try again. That's the spirit. Uh, and it misses miserably again. <laughs> um, Definitely not a yes hound. Spoilers, uh, another hound on the roof um, on the other side uh, starts to do the same thing. It starts to walk down through the air impossibly as if it's solid ground. Um, and it picks up speed and runs towards you and still manages to reach you, at 40, reach you 40 feet away with only one action and it's going to attack, attack uh, as well. And that's going to be a 27 to hit. 27 is a meat to beat. Oof. Oof. Okay, uh, that's 16 damage in total. Um, she will block. Oh, sorry, actually, nope. Uh, hold up. It is 14 damage because the evil damage does not affect you. Okay, she will still block. Oh, yeah. And um, the second attack is a 22, so that's going to miss. Uh, I do need you to roll me a will save, however. Okay. Will save is a twenty-nine. You good? You good? You good? Um, and the apprentice is just running, and they're not running the way you told them to. They are in a total panic and just keep going. Um, and uh, now we have uh, basically, as you guys are heading from the uh, garrison, Tulak and and Kruka, you heard this baying. It's like a 300-foot range. It just goes, like, really, really far across the town. And then you hear this, like, faint voice and this cry for help. Um, and I can only assume you're going to start booking it. Mm. Yeah, to the library. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I was uh, investigating. Yeah, I'm moving at half speed, so... You have 300 feet to cover. Um, I'm not sure if there's a... Is there a run in... I don't think there's a run because you can you just use all your actions uh, in 2E. So, um, yeah, you're, you're a ways really away. Is it really 300 feet? That seems so... I'm, I guess, I'm guessing you're checking on the Atari uh, map. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It does not look that far. 
Yeah, it's kind of coincidence that it's a 300 foot range on that thing. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's about 300 feet. So how fast can you guys move uh, per round? Uh, 25, baby. Well, per round, it would no, be 75 action. feet. 75. 75, baby. So. Uh, okay. Uh, so. That's four rounds. Assuming you guys book it 75 feet. Four rounds to get there. That's where we're at. Uh, Lady Kilda is a bit on her own right now. Uh, that's this is terrifying. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you guys to roll for initiative so that we can uh, keep a, a proper track in here. Um, no. Uh, if we don't roll, you, you can't hurt her. Uh, Twenty-two. <laughs> okay, two luck. Twenty-three. Oh, that's kind of perfect. Amazing. Um, We'll say I'm going to give you a bonus round here and say you, you've already run uh, once. Uh, and we are going to come back to the top of round two with Lady Gilda. Who is obviously going to start this round by throwing that shield back up. Yep. Second action. Um, I think she's got to do a knowledge check. Okay. Tulak and Kruga aren't here to have her back for stuff like that. So I think I think she's going to waste an action doing that. All right, I can take Arcana, Nature, or Religion. It will be Religion unless you decide otherwise, based on my curse. Uh, no, they're all oh basically... No. I'll, I'll, I'll do Religion, yeah. Religion. Yeah, they're all equally as, as viable here. Yeah, and that's one of those things where I can choose and you can just roll twice and take the negative. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you when <laughs> to roll twice. <laughs> Ooh, isn't that a natural 20? Um... <laughs> You are so prepared for this. I don't know. <laughs> she is. She is just throwing <laughs> rocks right now. Yeah, this is what is called a yeth hound. James is familiar with those. I know. I am. Um, they are very wicked canine creatures that live for the thrill of the hunt, and they often serve evil masters or as guardians and trackers. Um, uh, they resemble sleek, uh, lean dogs with overlarge ears and narrow paws. Yada 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 yada. Uh, they have these eero, uh, eerie bays that echo across the countryside and cause fear. And um, they despise uh, two things: sunlight and other canines. Um, but um, they basically, uh, you know, uh, that the bay is there. They're going to attack you with their jaws if they can. They might try to knock you down. Um, and they have a constant spell on them called Airwalk. That's just consistent all the time. So they can just walk on the air. But they're, they're, they, they can only walk at 45 degree angles or like a maximum of 45 degree angles. They can't just drop up and down like they're flying. Um, and uh, their bite has the ability to instill fear. Um, that's hence the will save. But that's pretty much it. It's just, just a dangerous, evil creature. Okay. Um... Shield up for call knowledge. Yeah, she will strike at the one she's uh, attacked previously in the interest of uh, decreasing their numbers. Good call. That is a 34. That's another crit. (laughs) That is 16 points of slashing. Okay, 16 slashing. Oh, I should tell you too, um, uh, they do have a slight weakness to silver. Okay. Uh, 16 slashing. Beautiful. Tulak and Kreka, forward yourselves another 75 feet. That's 150. And then the Yeth Hound uh, next to Lady Gilda is going to is going to actually um, it sees uh, it re- now notices the apprentice running and it's actually going to start running towards the apprentice 
and oh man they got so much speed yeah it, it just books it towards the apprentice and then jumps at it to attack um and hits it and just yeah just basically latches a jaw on their leg as it's like uh, they're freaking out and the yeth hound right in front of you is going towards the next to you is going to um start attacking with its jaws uh natural one uh, yes. sec- second attack 19 to hit oh man this is bad yes <laughs> uh and then third attack no chance at all uh the apprentice is like freaking out <laughs> just dark- bunch of blood drawn now hit by evil damage and uh they are going to uh turn on their heel and just start running away again in it but back this way because they're not sure what to do um and they'd only be frightened one now though correct but they they critically failed so they were fighting three but they're also fleeing so yeah they're just they're in a total panic uh fleeing is something we haven't really seen much before but um and a self-explanatory. Uh, starts running back to about there. Um, and top of the round, Lady Gilda. First action is to throw that shield up. Second action will be to activate the bracers of dashing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And third action is a stride, so she's kind of between the two Yeth Hounds and this apprentice <laughs> and just pointing north. Go down that road. I can't <laughs> hold them off forever. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Tulak and Kraka for yourself another 75 feet. <laughs> Cardio is important. <laughs> and uh, the Yeth Hound that was chasing the apprentice is going to start running back and it's going to get up to Lady Gilda. And I'm going to roll to see which one it strikes at. Uh, it's going to be Lady Gilda. Uh, Jaws attack for a 30 to hit. That is a hit. And that is going to be uh, 12 piercing damage. And I need a will save. Uh, okay. I'm just going to take that for 12. Okay. And that is a 28 will save. You're good to go. Um, and the other Yeth Hound is now going to sprint towards you and get into a flanking position. And is going to strike at you for a miss for 17. And That's another a critical miss. miss. <laughs> Bites its own tongue. And another miss for a twenty-two. Uh, they were not. They are not ready for you. And the apprentice. Uh, what does the fleeing condition say? Let me just double check here. Um, you're forced to run away due to fear of some compulsion on your turn. You must spend all your actions to escape the source of fleeing condition. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah. I mean, it, not not with any sense, uh, but they are going to do what you say and just start running the other way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's being pushed in by these two hounds, yeah, so it, it does yeah. kind of make sense. Yeah. yeah, and top of the round, Lady Gilda, shield up, step, and strike at the one who's been chasing uh, this this young lady. Yep. I'm assuming she's young based on the fact that she's both a blacksmith and apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> what you that never change careers? Teen to hit. <laughs> Uh, that's a miss. I need to hear a point. Oh, okay. All right. I don't think I can afford not to at this point. It's a good call. That's a 17 to hit. No, Fuck! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. Uh, that's you. Step, shield up. Uh, strike. Yep. Two lock and crack That's her. 
you arrive. No. Take, do you not? No, we're still 75 feet away. Yep. How are you? Round. And, and I don't continue running, motherfucker. <laughs> Tulak, wand of Why? magic missile gripped within his hand. Oh, don't you dare. Raises said magic missile. Don't you dare. <laughs> and strikes out for three actions at the most injured looking Geth Hound. Hold on. Do you need to have line of sight for this? We've got we've gone over this, haven't we? I mean, yeah. a creature you can see. Well, I can't see seventy five feet in front of me. Well, let me let me just look at the Otari map to see if you have a direct line of sight. I know that you can see seventy five feet in front of you, but um, where you might be. So you've gone how how many feet have you gone so far? Seventy five times three, two twenty five. Two twenty five. Okay, you are basically back at the um, the uh, crossroads. Um, between Galantine and Odd Stories, like right, right where you, uh, the cross street there. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm bothering. It's hell fun. yes. <laughs> yeah. So from the darkness, Lady Gilda is turned her oh back God. to her friends, <laughs> is attacking this Yeth Hound, and just from behind, these purple bolts just come streaming out of the darkness, and all three connect. <laughs> Which one are you hitting? The one she's hit already? Yes, for... Suppressing fire! <laughs> yeah, four, three, and six points of damage for a total bam, bam, of bam. It just like 13. yelps. Nice. Uh, and Krukka, you keep running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So and steady. The yeth hand that uh, you just struck is going to try and hit Lady Gilda. Natural 20. Um, for a 33, you're going to take... You took a lot of damage on your shield there. Well, I don't know if it was worth it. <laughs> uh, I mean, so not death. What, you, you've, you're, uh, you would have taken twenty-six piercing damage from that crit. Yep. Um, and that's minus off the old uh, evil there, and um, and then it's going to spend an action to uh, knock you prone. Wait, wait. So she only takes twenty-six total. Yeah, because you don't take the piercing. Oh, or you don't take okay. the evil damage. So I, you only take I, the piercing I, damage. Okay, so I get eight back to both me and my shield then. Yeah, it might be calculating the evil damage there, and it should. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Um, Knock me prone. That's what you're saying, right? Yep, you get knocked prone, and then it's going to attack again while you're prone. Uh, no reflex but, save or anything? Nope. It's just a, if the last action was a successful strike, it spends an action to knock you prone. It's kind of like grab. Where they have the grab right. option attached to something, uh, but it m- still manages to miss. Uh, in fact, it still manages to critically miss. <laughs> and nice. then the other Yeth Hound is going to come at you um, and strike, strike. That's a critical. Thirty-five. Wow. Okay. You are going to take twenty-two piercing. Okay. Uh, and it strikes again, and I shit you not, I rolled another half of twenty. Uh, this time it's for a 28, but since you're prone, that's still going to be a crit. Yep. And you're going to take oh, 26. Okay, that's her. She's zero and stabilized. Zero and stabilized? Well, she's not dying because she's at zero HP. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that's what that's what dying is, isn't it? You get zero HP, start dying. 
Um, or was it the exact amount of HP you had left? It was the exact amount. She had 26 left. Okay. So I thought um, she was stabilized. But that may be just a carryover from 1E. I'll look into it. Also, yeah. shouldn't Krukka be right there? Uh, yeah, but uh, he's he's right there. But um, but that well, that was his last like actions, basically. Right, but like on this round, so we arrived at this final action. Yes. Now, just because we're getting a little ticky tacky here, you said we were three hundred feet away from the creature when it yeah let out its baleful thing. So yeah, therefore Krukka should be right up in their guts. I don't know. I mean. Just- yeah, I'm no, just saying. I know, I know what you're saying. I was just playing it as like you arrive in 300 feet. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm Copy saying. That. And also, yeah, you I were the one dying. I said you we did you didn't arrive this round. Just me. Um, but it was just you. Yeah. Um, you had me all confused about. It. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, the that's the other turn. Lady Gilda has gone down uh, to a crit. Is looking rough. The apprentice just peels past Krukka, and uh, it comes to the top of the round with uh, with Tulak. He can. No, I will just cast Magic Missile again from my, not from the wand, but just from my regular spells Okay. at the same one who is injured because I want to try to get some damage here for 12 points of force damage to the injured Okay, bam, bam, bam. It's looking rough, but it's still up. Fuck, I was really hoping I was going to put it down. Krukka, you're nearby. What do you do? Okay, Krukka. The one to the north is looking rough, and the other one is looking ready for death. I like that. Ready for death? Like its own death or someone else's death? No, no. Ready for death in its own jaws. Oh, okay. Okay, so Krukka will... Take a sudden charge in. Um, he's going to get right up uh, and around the wolves. So two, about 50 feet of movement to get uh, kind of in okay. between them. Uh, he'll attack the one to the yep. east first with his axe. 29 to hit. That's a crit. Yeah, oh, wait, baby. Is it a crit? No, it's not. Sorry, it's not a crit. No. Damn Close it, though. baby. Uh, 11 points of slashing. Uh, okay, still up. Okay, he's going to strike the other one uh, with the sweep trade on his axe. He'll get a plus one circumstance bonus. Oh, nice. So a 30 to hit. Uh, that's a crit. Nice. 42. Get him, buddy. Get him. damage. Oh, I love you. I love you, Krukka Crit. 42 damage. Oh, my Jesus God. Christmas. You lay into this creature so hard. Um, and uh, it is now the uh, Yeth Hound to the north. Say turn. Yeth to the death. Uh, and it is, I mean, <laughs> it's going to it's going to turn on you, Krukka, because you just hit it. Uh, it it's just going to keep its ire on, on, um, on those who uh, keep damaging. So uh, let's go with a sweet... Uh, jaws attack for a 31 to hit. That hits. Okay, and that's um, 14 damage, including the evil damage. Okay, gonna use a wounded uh, rage as a reaction and fly into a rage. Nice. Uh, and then um, as you fly into a rage, uh, it's especially angry because it knocks you prone. Uh, um, I'm mad at muddy. And then it's going to attack a second time for a 21 to hit. 
but it does not. Oh, you're prone? No dice? Okay. And Lady Gilda. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, actually, I didn't apply my rage. Uh, that's going to be a meet to beat. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, so you take another 13 damage. Okay. Now it's Lady Gilda. Gonna need a sweet dying for the save? Yeah, yeah, recovery check. Um, sorry, I just, I really don't want to lose her like this. And I always feel worse that these are foundry rolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would feel more comfortable rolling my own dice, but that's just, I'm not gonna break it out for this. Oh, God. That is a success. Nice. A very close one, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it was DC 12. That was a 13 on the die, listeners. Uh, okay. Um, that I forget what that. What, can you remind me? Because we don't we don't have this very often. Does that stabilize? Yeah. Or? So she, no, no. She loses uh, a loses dying one. condition. Yeah. It's it's one for a success or a fail, and two mm-hmm. for a crit. Okay. Uh, and. The uh, Yeth Hound uh, that Krukka just hit is going to spend all three of its actions throwing out another bay. Um, so here, here's here's a justification, Scott, for the little extra space. You weren't in, affected by the bay, even though it has a 300-foot range. There's a little extra space there for you. But now okay. you all are. Um, so everyone roll me a will save. Uh, excluding James, I think. Uh, let's see if you can hear it. But he's not conscious, so <laughs> I think we're all right there. Um, Normally, uh, auditory effects have a have a conscious thing. Yeah, and uh, the apprentice blacksmith critically fails again and just keeps booking it. <laughs> um, poor thing. Uh, what'd you get? Uh, two luck. Twenty three, baby. Okay, you're good. Twenty three and seventeen. Seventeen, not so great, but it's just a regular fail. So you're gonna be frightened one. Uh, which is not a great combo with you being prone right now. Down by the bay. Uh, but that's all of that Yethon's turn. Tulak, you're up. God, you know what? I just keep burning them, but I think that Tulak is just going to cast. You could divide one up more. your missiles too, right? Yeah, I, I know, but it's like I'm just trying to put this fucking north one down, yeah. right? Yeah. So another three rounds for thirteen points of damage total. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna have it anyway because I think it's it's way more fun. The first one absolutely kills the the uh, the yeah, town, and the other two you can redirect. Perfect. So the, yeah, considering so the considering they auto auto hit, I feel like it's fair to say you can redirect them. Um, and bam, bam. Okay, and that one's looking pretty rough now. Krucka, what do you got? Not a ton. Uh, Sorry, what? Bite its ankles. Well, yeah, striking from prone does. Uh... Yeah, it's not great. Okay, so... it's one action to stand up. Yeah, so one action which to technically s- would provoke normally. Yeah, well, he's gonna take it. One action to stand. Okay. And one action to strike. Twenty to hit. Hero point. Net twenty. <laughs> See, James, that's how you use a hero. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> Uh, for I should just rounds. always keep one in the coffers for her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, 40 points of damage, 32 slashing meat fire. <sighs> yeah, dead. Um, nice. <laughs> absolutely dead. Karaka and Tulak save the day for sure. Holy shit. Combat over. This is, is why. Success I- on my save, so I am no longer dying. Nice. We're stabilizing unconscious. 
This is a good yeah. lesson in like this. It was a, it was honestly a, a, a calculated decision to separate the party. And I, I agreed with your decision making on that. But damn, this is an example of why it's dangerous to separate. Well, yeah, three fucking crits in a row. Like, well, that that'll put it bonkers. down any PC. You, yeah, you should have you should have been able to handle that uh, that fight honestly by yourself. And, and she would have. But <laughs> yeah. three natural twenties in a row. <laughs> Like that's why I didn't want to roll the, the fucking yeah. recoveries in Foundry. Yeah. However, I will uh, I will offer you uh, a hero point for your defense of the apprentice and like making sure that it, it was pushed they were pushed in the right direction. Honestly, that's that's the only reason I would have been okay with Gilda dying here is because yeah. she would have died like a hero the way she wanted to, protecting mm-hmm. innocence. But yeah. uh, so I, I do appreciate that. Maybe Aurori appreciated that too. Ooh. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, Rory's not really a protection deity, but it's possible. This whole Santa Claus naughty um, nice list shit is kind of. <laughs> I, I, I could get frustrated by it pretty quickly. Yeah, so she's got two uh, two healing potions hanging on her belt that you guys can easily see. Sweet free potions. If you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna bring her back nice. up. Yeah, okay. grab those and head to the library. Will... <laughs> Round score. <laughs> Crackle, pour one down her gullet. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Um, Pretty good at pouring down gullets. That guy. Twenty HP back. Yeah. Nice. That is. Uh, that's almost max. It's twenty back. <laughs> um, and then she'll give her. She'll give herself a lay on hands. As this is happening, Tulok sees that Gilda's okay and Kruk is taking care of her, and he peels past. And to the door and just yells, Menhemas! And like, as you peel past, you can hear commotion inside. Like, like something is going down. Yeah. And Gilda immediately stands after taking the potion and laying on hands. Uh, and will take the last one off her belt. And uh, follow Tulak. Trek is going to drink a potion before he follows them. Uh, okay. And you guys peel in. What's your what's your marching order? Ah, actually, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna bring you to the interior here. Tulak uh, kicks in the door, two. wave in the faux faux. Yeah, that <laughs> scroll amending might be might be valuable right about now if you wanted to <laughs> pop it off there, Tulak. Didn't you already use it? I didn't use it forever ago. You still have uh, it. It's still one? in his inventory. Can you okay. use a scroll yeah, amending on a scroll ever... amending? I remember you used one like way back in the bookbinding room. Right? Yes. Um, so you guys burst into the blacksmith you could see the forge is like still a little bit ignore the map it's not that red or glowy it's just like just coming down still uh so it's a little bit um a little bit warm and there's just like everything you would imagine there's just like tools and weapons and all kinds of stuff and but the first thing you see uh right away is through a door straight ahead of you is a um an unconscious uh dwarven apprentice just beyond him a dead guard you can tell just by this twisted shape. Um, you can catch a, a slight glimpse of another guard that is wounded and prone um, by the side door next to the dead guard, and you can just barely catch a glimpse of Osif, who is looking like he just got hit by something and looking really panicked. And we're going to re-roll initiative again. I'd like to keep my 26, if that's okay by you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to actually I'll let you all keep your initiative if you want to roll it over you never know how it's going to turn out I actually don't care 
you guys can decide. As a group or or not at all? I'm cool with reacting to the situation as it is or just in rerolling. Yeah. Oh, a new initiative? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a fresh start. And I would like to make the case for athletics for my initiative because we are just hustling. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Kraka, you could do the same. Tulak, it may not be in your uh, purview, but you're welcome to do it as nope. well. Nope, I would use. like to make the case that because I yelled Menhimez before I entered, that I would like to roll with diplomacy. The old yeah, diplomatic you... combat. I think that's just a duel. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one, because you yelled, what did you yell, Menhimez, are you okay, or something like that? No, I was just trying to alert him so I could save his life. Oh. Um, I'm going to say Boo. no. Boo. <laughs> what do you got, Lady Tulak? I mean, Lady Gilbert. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> that was, that Jumping was the gun the there, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess slip. Freeman's shipping Gilda and Tulak. Uh, that's a 19. <laughs> uh, five on okay. the die for my athletics roll. Nice. Great. Two lock. Uh, 20. Okay. Should have stuck it with the old one, guys. Crook up. 29. Went in hot. Nice. Uh, 29. Okay. So the first thing that happens is you see Manhima's like stumble backwards. Uh, and, um, his eyes turn and spot you. And they go wide. And he says, Two arms, heroes. Join me in bringing down this fell beast. And he basically... Yeah, uh, he uses an ability called Call to Action. And um, you all receive a plus one status bonus to attack and damage rolls until the start of the mayor's next turn. Nice. Uh, And then he throws a hammer in his hand at something you can't see. uh, And you just hear this bam and this like really loud yelp. And it is this creature's turn, um, which then you see like this big, uh, like sort of claw or not claw, uh, claw. No, hold on. No, you see a big head like lunge forward on the only crocker can quite see it uh, and come at uh, Menhimez for a 30 to hit. Ooh, that's a big old hit. Um, and Menhimez takes a pretty good chunk of damage and then gets knocked down. Gilda and starts then... mentally preparing her campaign. <laughs> we need a mayor that doesn't get eaten by yeah. dogs. And then, for some reason, true to form, uh, with after the knockdown, can't seem to hit flat-footed. Uh, and uh, Krukka, you're up. Two arms is what I have. Just took a hit. In his Two arms ball. is what I will use. And he will fly into a rage. Are you fly in a rage? Yep, he's going to go for the classic... Sudden charge into the room. So two movement uh, actions. He'll just step over the dead dwarf. Yeah. Or thrown dwarf, unconscious. Yeah. And uh, as soon as you step in, you see what you saw outside, but much larger. Uh, and you can get right up to it with yep. a sudden charge. And uh, he will do that and strike at it with the axe. <laughs> because, boy, okay. is he not going to waste any time this time. Okay, he's going to waste a little bit of time. That was an 18. <laughs> That's a miss. <laughs> okay. And um, next up is the Otari guard, who is like 
freaking out a bit. Uh, he's like looking at his dead comrade and um, he spends an action to uh, stand up and then uh, with proper training runs over to uh, try and get a flanking position, but like it's like a little panicked. They can't quite get it. Um, and so just swings with the club in hand and actually manages to hit uh, and deal a little bit of damage. And Tulak, you're up. All right. Um, real quick shout out to Silver. What? Shields. Silver? Yeah, they're weak to Silver. Yeah, yeah. yeah it <laughs> yeah. doesn't help. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Duncan for earlier saying, say yes to the death. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, catch that. <laughs> that was a fucking hilarious bit, and I just thought about it again. And that's just that's just solid. Thank you. Uh, Tulok is in the room, the first room, but cannot see the Yeth Hound or whatever the fuck is in there, mm-hmm. and so he actually is going to hop up, and if he uses two actions to run in, he can't do much. So he hops up on the workshop table to get a view mm-hmm. into the room. And yeah. from there, Jesus Christ, this thing's fucking huge. Yep. Uh, yeah, he sees. Uh, yeah. And like you get in the room and you can see the place has just been like smashed to bits. Like there's just shit everywhere. Like this thing just came par- parading through and just has destroyed shit. Okay, so he sees that and he will cast telekinetic projectile, sending a blade flinging at this creature. All right. For a 31 to Ooh. hit. Ooh, yeah, that hits. For 17 points of piercing damage. Very good, very good. Uh, Awesome. And that's him. And Lady Gilda. Gilda is going to move her full complement of movements. So she's standing above the corpse in the doorway. Uh, That's two stride actions. That's 40 feet. Mm -hmm. And that puts her within 10 feet of this creature. Uh, and since she can't do much else, she is going to reach into her bag and draw something called a fear gem. Ooh. Oh. We got that a long time ago. Yeah. Fear gem. What does the fear gem do? Uh, it takes two actions to activate, but then I make uh, a strike. So it'll be next round. Um, and it's an intimidating strike. Oh, uh, as okay. the fighter feet. Um, but if I crit, everything goes up one step higher because of the fear gem. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So top of the next round, Osiv uh, takes another step back. Uh, and um, actually, no, he doesn't. No, he, he sees you coming in and he's like a little bit emboldened. He's not looking good, though. And uh, he makes another call to action. That's it, heroes. Together we can save Otari. And uh, you all maintain that bonus, and he is going to uh, reach down and grab, like, a random hammer, uh, light hammer that was, like, on one of the suits of armor in this room that's knocked over, and just pick it up and toss it, uh, trying to continue the damage. Um, and hits. Uh, and gets a good hit in. Yeah, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. Um, uh, he hits for 23 damage. Um, that's why we voted for you. <laughs> and next up, your ability is, to kill dogs. NPC uh, saving the day, <laughs> right? He's like, he's a proper level. I uh, <laughs> love it. Um, and next up is the uh, what is known as a Yeth War Beast. I'll just t- say right now, uh, and it is going to turn to its two new um, 
uh, attackers and get this here. Uh, and a 20-foot cone shoot out a, the ear-splitting howl straight at the both of you. I need a reflex save from both of you, please. He smells my dog. Uh-oh. From, uh, from Krekka and Lady Gilda. Yeah, that is a 19 on the die for a 28. Yeah, that is okay. a 9 on the die for a 19. Not okay. so much, maybe. <laughs> uh, so I'll just reveal this real quick so you can do the half if you want, James. Uh, but 26 damage to Krekka and half of that to Lady Gilda. Another th- 13. Um, and then it uh, takes a jaw attack at Krekka uh, for a 36 to hit. Yeah, that's a crit. I will use my retributive strike. Nice. To reduce that by eight points. Sorry. Okay. Uh, a whopping 58 damage. Okay. So you reduce that by how much? Eight. Eight damage, That's so 50 damage. The best I got, but it's something. backs you, and I need a will save, please, from this bite. <laughs> oh, God, 18. Okay, uh, you are frightened one. <laughs> What do you do? It's your turn. <laughs> Oof. Well, that's awesome. This thing just fucked you up. <laughs> yeah, so first action, he's going to... Uh, free action, he'll change the grip on his butchering axe and draw the uh, silver hatchet. Okay. Second action, he's going to take a step south east uh, to put the thing into flanking. Yep. And then attack with the hatchet. 27 to hit. That hits. Uh, that is seven uh, damage from the silver hatchet, two of which fire. Okay. And it takes an extra ten from the silver. Not bad. Uh, not not nice. your best hit, but it's a good, it's a decent strategy. Um, that's your turn. That's my turn. Okay. And uh, emboldened by your actions here, the uh, guard is going to start swinging like a madman. Um, it, but misses and misses and misses. <laughs> it was a good effort. <laughs> this so. thing's like flailing and he's just, just just trying to hit it. He's like, yeah, yeah, get him, Krakka, yeah. <laughs> and he's Aim like, for the giant dog next time. <laughs> he's just like hitting the counter and stuff. <laughs> uh, Tulak, what do you got? Okay, Tulak is going to raise his hands and from the floor come out skeletal misshapen forms erupting from the floor (laughs) hands gripping and ripping at the bottom of this beast Uh, it is going to be a 10 foot burst just basically directly underneath him Uh, so I need Uh, a little belly rub action (laughs) just taking up his whole space (laughs) ah hell yes nice I need a uh, basic reflex save uh, okay. I got a pretty good reflex. That's a natural 20. Okay. Yep. So pretty you good. take one point of damage as I rolled basically <laughs> minimum damage. Amazing. And then Tulok will uh, do a recall knowledge. Don't you worry, buddy. That's just one turn with you, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, recall knowledge. That's the uh, same as before. It's Arcana, Nature, or Religion. 21. Um, 
Yep. You, beyond what Lady Gillis told you, you know nothing else. Uh, the only thing really beyond that is you witnessed this, that, that, that conal attack that you're uh, shattering scream or whatever. Okay, I was hoping to roll a little higher than that, so moving on. Not your best turn. Lady Gilda, can you show him up? Lady Gilda will step five feet, because I don't think I want to risk the stride just in case this thing does have an AOO. And then she will use the fear gem. So this this black gem with dark smoke writhing inside. She smashes against a cooperative blade. Nice. <laughs> uh, so we make a melee strike. That is a 33 to hit. That's a hit. Okay, you are frightened one. Uh, okay. And I just need to make sure you're not actually frightened two. Uh, that is 14 points of slashing with the cooperative blade, and okay. I need to actually check the fear gem item. Yeah, it's uh, frightened two. You are now frightened two. Frightened from two, the, uh, okay. The fear gem. Yeah, that's what nice. the fear gem does versus the intimidating strike. Sweet. Uh, and unfortunately, that is all three actions. Okay. I mean, frightened two is no joke. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, top of the round. Osiv is going to continue the call to action. Um, oh, uh, sorry, that would actually, with the call to action, that would be a 34 to hit. Uh, oh, that would be a crit. Okay, so that would be 28 and Frightened 3. Whoa! Uh, okay, so we'll take another, another 14 damage and Frightened 3. Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> Just remember, listeners, every plus one matters. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Massive. well, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't on my it wasn't on my character oh, this time around. So yeah, yeah, I just needed to double check that. Yes, yeah, so it was a plus fifteen to hit. So yeah, there we go. You've just dropped this thing's AC by three. That's amazing. And yeah. uh, amongst other things, Osov rallying continues the uh, call to action. Sorry, one more oh, thing. Yeah. Just as a reminder, anybody within fifteen feet of me, their fear uh, takes down one because of my aura. Oh fear. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Crocker should be good anyway. I think it's his takedown already. But, I just didn't yeah, know about like, the guard or, or Osa. You're emboldened, yeah. No, you only you guys got hit by the screech, so, and the bite. But uh, Osa, call to action, and then feeling emboldened, emboldened uh, steps forward and scoops up uh, a light hammer and is getting ready to, like, melee hit. Uh, but that's it. That's his turn. The Yeth Hound, the Yeth Warbeast. Oh, he's got so many targets. <laughs> Who should it be? Uh, one for the guard, one for or two for Osev, uh, three for Lady Gilda, and four for Krukka. I'm afraid that's a four. Coming at Krukka, who's not looking great. Uh, oh, it's a 19. No dice. Uh, followed by a 17. That's dice. Um, followed by a natural 20 that amounts to a 24. What's your AC? Oh, 23. Oh my god, it's an actual crit! Just I will use barely. my retributive strike as well. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. To reduce awesome. that by eight damage. Okay. Reducing it by eight, uh, you take 42. Okay. He, uh, he goes down, but he'll use wounded rage. Or sorry, uh, orc ferocity as his reaction to bring him back to one. Oh. Oh, nice. my God. It's your one HP, but you still gain the wounded one condition, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, that's that amazing. a 22 to hit. That's a hit. 
It's 12 points of slashing damage as she brings okay. the blade around again. Bam, slashing at it. It's still up. Krukka. What do you do, bud? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, man. yeah. He's just gonna, covered in blood, uh, strike out with the silver hatchet. 18 to hit. Doesn't. Uh, uh, that is a... Or sorry, 19 oh, to hold hit. Hold on. That is actually... A hit? Wait, hold on. Uh, it's fear should take down one, shouldn't it? After yeah, you're frightened too now. Oh. Yeah. You're flanking, uh, and uh, that stacks with the frightened, but just barely missed. Uh, <laughs> 20, 20 call to action? Right with the flanking. Yeah, the call to action makes it in that. Yeah, then that's... Made it okay. Yeah. okay, he's going to strike uh, with him. And the mind. guard, the guard getting all excited, swings, swings, and swings. But that was only one attack miss, from miss, me. Miss. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my you bad. silly. My bad. My okay, bad. Uh, I get excited. I'm sorry. I'm excited. Yeah. This fun. I'm having fun with this one, guys. I don't know about you, but I'm having fun. I would be it having does. a lot more fun if I had more than one HP. So, <laughs> natty one on the second one. Okay, no dice. Uh, third action, he's just going to step away. Okay. Smart. He's going to try to get a back out. Just, okay, it's all you, buds. Right, have fun. Uh, the guard misses, misses, misses. Tulak, you're still in the other room. Barely a sight on this creature. What do you got? Tulak will sustain uh, the spell of the okay. Rouse Skeletons. And then in order to do that, I need to move the uh, Skeletons for it to uh, attack again. So another okay. reflex save from you, please. Right. Uh, not so great this time for a 19. All right, that is a fail. Nice. So you take 10 points of slashing damage as these claws attack from below. Okay, describe how rousing skeletons from the ground pull this thing apart. <laughs> yeah, start absolutely. tickling its belly and it dies of laughter. <laughs> you bastards are creepy fucking skeleton hands and they tear it to shreds. <laughs> it's just pulling its entrails out of its belly from below. Just re- like oh. reams. And the thing's leg is kind of going involuntarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yelping and screaming in these high-pitched shrieks as it dies of morbid, disgusting, macabre death. And then just as quickly as Tulak has done that and realizes dying, he immediately quit sustaining it because he realized this is the first time he's used a power like that that's as necromantic and fucking creepy as that in front of anyone that isn't in the adventuring party. Right. And is embarrassed yeah. by that. Because like it was all underneath the creature before and now you've moved it and these like claws are coming at it and it's a little bit more visible and you can see the guard being like, what the fuck? And also like, you know, a bit of a grave look on his face. Uh, and then as the creature is dying, like they both step away and just kind of watch the brutal scene. And then everyone just breathes a bit of a sigh of relief. Um, and the guard and Osa both just like kind of sit and slump for a sec against the wall. No time to rest now, gentlemen. Osef, your family's at the garrison. They need you there now. And don't you dare go out on a tirade like this again you have people who depend on you oh and we found your other daughter 
Yeah, because he's like, he's about to say, but I have to... Oh. You found Doriana. Where, where was she? She was safe with the druids. Druids? Why was she with the druids? That's probably a story better told at the garrison and not, maybe not here in the wake of this corpse. We, we need to get you all there, get, get some healing and, uh, well, the three of us need to go back out and make sure the rest of the town's okay. Yes. Yes, okay. You're she, right. Uh, sheathes the cooperative blade and is just like panting, hands resting on her knees, like just yeah. beat up, like <laughs> cuts all over her face from the yeth hounds. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love, I love the imagery in my head of Lady Gilda now, like using a sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's been punching, but it's just like you know, now is the time to pull out the deadly weapon, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a sword and board imagery in my head. I love it. Well, um, I'm wondering, did... I mean, I know Osif has a lot on his mind right now. Did he notice that Gilda is brandishing the cooperative blade? At the moment, no. He's, like, too wrapped up in everything, I would say. Um, he was, like, you know, the moment Lady Gilda was, like, your family's there, he was, like, still thinking, no, I gotta go find Dorian. Okay, so Tulak considers like, this fact, but says nothing yeah. upon it. Okay. Yeah, and Gilda's aware of this, and that's why one of the main reasons why she sheaths the blade and moves the conversation along. Like, her intent is not to talk about Rajani other than the fact that he's no longer with us, and in, in as vague of terms as possible because she doesn't see a world in which he can be redeemed in Menhemez's eyes, but he's redeemed himself in her eyes, and she doesn't want to tarnish that legacy at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, okay, so Osif and the guards don't take too much longer. They get up and they, they follow your lead to... Um, get back out um, and um, towards the garrison. Uh, are you going to escort them there, or are you going to leave them to their own devices? We'll escort them there. I mean, Gilda's just, like, panting, so they'll a little bit of a walk would give her an ability, or the time to catch her breath. So what is that, like a five-minute walk? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, Kruka is yeah. Uh, bleeding profusely. Well, not bleeding mechanically but flavor blood yeah. yeah well i'm hoping once we get to the garrison we can take 10 minutes so we can do a couple of treat wounds and then move back out on the town because we're probably i mean as much as i james the player believe we're done here gildish or shit does not she mm-hmm. you know full proper fan sweep of the city uh all right she so make it back to the garrison um and also it's just like ecstatic to see his family, especially Doriana. He's sort of, sort of fawning over her. Uh, the guards are, you know, immediately start a, a, attending to um, the uh, other guard. Uh, and there was the unconscious blacksmith in there as well. Um, and they, you know, that way they, they would have drug here to mend up. Um, Blackout smith. Yeah, Gilda will just Gilda will just carry him. She's got an 18 strength. She's, yeah. she's alright. <laughs> just one um, shoulder. While you're here, the guards offer... Um, couple uh, uh, potions. Uh, they can offer you two uh, healing potions moderate. Heck yeah. Which are 3d8 plus 10 hit points. So, uh, assuming uh, Kraka drinks one. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can take 20 HP back from that. That's a drop in the bucket. And yeah, you could take another one or I can give one to Lady Gilda. Uh, give it to um, Well, 
depending on what we're doing here, Gilda's going to heal up on her own, but that's up to True. you to decide. Yeah, you can just tuck that other one on your belt, Kruga. Um Could you just quickly do a repair check on my sturdy shield, and Gilda will do a treat wounds on you and then a treat wounds on herself? Do you, do you have the wounded condition, Kruga? Uh, no. Uh, actually, it okay. didn't really say. Should. Yeah, yeah. I would. Win. Yeah, you you went down. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you do, because you, you technically go down, but your arc ferocity keeps you up, but you, you do gain the wounded condition, yeah. Okay, so that's a 15 on the die, so that will remove your wounded condition, and you can have 6 HP back. Okay. And then she'll do one on herself, which is a critical fail, so I'm going to remove 2d8. Oh, you know is what, though? If you, I mean, if you want, I, I was I was planning on giving all three of you hero points for that combat. You spend it now if you like. Oof, even I'm me? Just make sure wow. it's, it's 1d8. Yep. I like get, getting up on the table and like staying out of the way is was actually a really good strategy in that tight quarters environment with a lot of people. So, and even though it only got yeah. one point and of damage um, the first time, my skeleton hands killed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really ripped it up. <laughs> I don't know if I like that spell to be honest, though. It is some awesome imagery too. For a third level spell, it's not a lot. Two d six is not a lot of slashing damage. Well, it's the sort of spell you don't use against generally. Don't use it against one big creature. You use it against like multiple like smaller guys very true guys, very you know? true that's crowd control mm-hmm. all right duncan uh two repair checks what did you get okay first one a 28 okay so that's plus 10 okay so the next one 26 uh also plus 10 that's great okay so guild is looking okay with the 20 minute rest that gives her 20 back plus the five walk minus the six so she's sitting pretty close to full uh, Kruka, how are you doing? Down by about sixty-seven. Exactly sixty-seven. Even with that healing, even with that healing potion, especially and with that, he was that at one potion. HP. Yeah. Okay, so the yeah. healing potion, and then six, and then um, three. So I'm still down by sixty. Yeah. So there's eighteen. Uh, you can have another thirty-six, and that's the best I can do in twenty minutes. Thirty-six puts me at a nice balmy sixty-nine. Let's take it. Actually, he'll drink one more potion before we go into this. Okay. I mean, we can take another 10 minutes and I can give you another 18 back. Uh, um, but at that point, we've rested for 30 minutes and I don't know how much time we actually want to rest. Like, in Gilda's mind, it's, you know, literally treat wounds and get the fuck yeah, out Yeah, I don't think he'd want to sit around even if he was a little bit hurt. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm it's going out. My, I'm pretty tight here now. Yeah, resources are very tight. Okay, yeah, that did it. Uh, he's back up to full. Okay, so they head back out in the streets. Um, do we want to hit uh, Rin's Wonders or uh, Odd Stories first? They're both kind of relatively close and, and start picking up NPCs. Let's split up. Probably Rin's. <laughs> <laughs> Gilda will go to Gilda will go to Odd Stories, and you guys can go to the tent with the cloak. I was gonna say, yeah, Rin's because uh, she doesn't have walls to hide behind. So that's a good point. Uh, so you head back towards the the blacksmith, and Rins is like just north of that, um, and you can see the uh, the usual setup. Uh, nothing seems to be askew, though the uh, the lights there's no lights on. And um, uh, stepping into the area, uh, you don't see Rin anywhere. There's nothing. It's real quiet here. Is the moon still super full? And is the everything oh, so yeah. bathed in light? Okay. Mm-hmm. Rin, yeah. can it's, you hear uh, us? Normally it would be like pretty dark here with no, with no lights on, but you have a fairly good vision because of how bright the, uh, and big the moon is. Rin, are you around? 
No response. Well, I didn't see this coming. Uh, well, we've, we've got we've got to keep moving, don't we? Or we we can't really stay and look for her. Tulak, can we? Yeah, Tulak pushes pushes past Gilda and Kraka and runs into the tent, main tent. Okay, uh, Gilda will start making her way to Odd Stories then. Uh, she doesn't really have any any allegiance to Rin. Yeah, I mean, there's no sign of Rin whatsoever, in, uh, or any or any kerfuffle of any kind. Okay, Kraka okay. will just Tulak okay. follows behind. So heading to Odd Stories, uh, you can see the lights are out and um, they're and the the curtains shut. Um, and if you give a little rap on the door, um, you hear a little bit of movement inside, a little peeks at the curtain, and more Labint spots you opening the door. Like, oh, oh, fancy seeing you. Your timing seems pertinent. Please come in, come in. I don't think we really have time for that, uh, Mr. Bint. We're 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 just checking on everyone we can and 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 making them, asking them politely to head to the garrison. Oh uh, yes, sir. Uh, the, the guard came by earlier. Uh, told Kevin and I to um, to actually um, uh, lock up and turn the lights off. Uh, uh, we heard the howls afterward and even spotted. Uh, uh, a wolf or two uh, stalking through the streets afterward. I uh, think the timing was perfect. Um, in fact, uh, we heard rumors from the guards that people were talking of a, a bipedal uh, a wolf creature of sorts. And I, of course, set uh, Kevin off on some research, and he's been looking at were creatures. Are you familiar with were creatures? As opposed to what or why creatures? Oh, Krakka. Oh, Krakka. Now is not the time for levity. I was I'm being sure deadly recently told you that already. <laughs> Tulak comes from behind and says, what What have you found out? Tell us of Kevin's research. Um, I'm afraid I don't have much other than some simple things. Uh, they are triggered by the moonlight, which causes some concern for the current situation. And um, they are weakened by uh, attacks from uh, silver implements as well, it seems. Uh, isn't that right, Kevin? And Kevin's like in the back, nose in the book, just like nodding his head. Um, and um, the only thing we've really come across beyond that is uh, something that uh, can prevent this uh, this curse, as it, as it seems to be, this wear curse. Um, uh, before the first time someone uh, transforms into one of these were-creatures, uh, if they can survive the effects of the poisonous plant known as Wolfbane, uh, Wolfsbane, it, uh, it, um, it seems it can remove the curse, but it has to be done early, and it is a harrowing process. Um, beyond that, we just keep looking. Gilda's, like, tapping her foot as he's talking, like, constantly, head on a swivel, like, just waiting to move the fuck on. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, of course. Uh, apologize, uh, Lady Gilda. Um, uh, please, um, please go on. Uh, we, we will be safe here. We would prefer to stay in our own home, if that's all right with you. We will continue to uh, to search for more information if we can. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to be rude there, Mr. Bint, but you, you, you must understand things are happening. They're happening quickly, and they're not happening particularly well, if, if, yes. if you catch my drifts. Uh, I, I understand, of course, of course. 
here. Uh, I was hoping to use this as a, uh, a bit of a distraction should something come by, but I have the ability to cast a bit of invisibility upon myself and Kevin, uh, so perhaps this will be of use to you. And he specifically hands a scroll to Tulak, uh, which is a scroll of uh, illusory creature. Ooh, all right. Uh, so illusory creature is a, a, a pretty decent spell um, that... Uh, uh, is on on the occult spell list, so Tulak shouldn't have too much trouble um, using it. It's a, a level two spell, and uh, it basically creates a larger, smaller creature. Uh, it generates sound smells and feels believable. Uh, and if you and the image are uh, uh, ever further than 500 feet apart, it ends. So it's got a huge distance. I can't speak, um, but um, it's got a, a very few things. Like you have to actually you have to sustain it, and it gets two actions per round. Um, and it uses your spell attack roll and attack roll uh, for attack rolls and whatnot. And um, it's got a whole saving through thing you can look at, Scott. And it's like it's potent enough to actually like count as flanking. It doesn't do a lot of damage, um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a neat little tool to have uh, on your in your belt. Nice. I'm an illusory creature, baby. So why don't you kill me? Yeah. <laughs> that is a fantastic spell. Why the fuck don't we use it more? Because <laughs> no one has it. <laughs> Summon ghost creature. <laughs> yeah, so Morlebint uh, bids you adieu and steps back in and uh, goes back to working away with Kevin. I guess the Farmer's Guild is the next on the list. It's the next closest. You're local 4 H. Let's go. Yep. Um, you... Uh, Head down to the Farmer's Guild, and you can hear a similar uh, noise, but with different uh, animal voices, as you heard at uh, Galantine Deliveries, and that there are sort of whinnying and uh, scared creatures inside the building. So the livestock is not out in the yard anymore. Um, and approaching here, you get uh, uh, you knock on the door, and uh, Hala Highstepper um, very quickly spots, like opens the curtain of the window and closes it, and then like you know, there's a couple beats, and then opens it, uh, looks at the curtain again and realizes who it is. And then quickly opens the door and says, come in, come in, come in, come in. Come in quick, quick, quick. They quickly go in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. So there is, there is like a borderline panic in this room you can feel like. And it's just Hala and the animals, but like, you can feel this like tension uh, building. And as she's just like, uh, welcome. Uh, is 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 everything okay out there? I heard howls. I heard screams. I think, uh, and there was this. There was a. Uh, there was a two-legged wolf. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going on. The animals were freaking out, and and so I had to bring them inside because I, I feared for wolves. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm really I'm really scared. Um, I don't I don't know what to do. Is it just her in there with the animals, or him, or have we yeah. ever met him? Just just. Uh... Uh, we as wait, players yeah. have met Hala, but not our characters. Hala. I don't. Think. Yeah, Hala is a female halfling who runs the Farmers Guild. She's yeah. just there by Big herself. Old friend of Raphael, <laughs> or uh, Arfur. Arfur, yeah. Tulak approaches, pouring a dram. <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna, you are gonna now use this flask of fellowship to death, aren't you? <laughs> Hala, calm down. Speak to us why you're so nervous. And she takes a she takes a drink of uh, of uh, warm milk. <laughs> she loves warm milk. Uh, she can get that a, fresh from the cow, a, like four feet away, being awkward. Just in a, a hint of nutmeg. 
Uh, so it's a 19 on my diplomacy check. Bad roll, but 19 on my diplomacy to try to calm her down. And get information if she knows uh, anything and that we haven't heard already. And her hand is shaking on this, on the cup, and it's kind of like, she's like half listening to you, and she's kind of, she looks like she's a little bit appreciative of your effort, but she's looking also to Lady Gilda and, um, and to, uh, 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 to Krukka. Like, is it, is it safe out there? Is everything, is everything okay? I just don't, I don't know what to do. Gilda's got her back to her and is just like constantly looking out the door. Um, she's she's paying as little mind to the civilians as she possibly can, kind of leaving that to the locals between Tulak and Kruga. Yeah. And um, now what are you doing, Kruga? Uh, uh, just hanging just out hanging with the goat. Just hanging out with the goat. <laughs> okay, you just acting acting casual. Acting <laughs> acting as uh, as non scary as possible. Okay. So she turns to, to Krukka and just sees how casual you are and she's like, starts to be like, okay, everything's fine, maybe everything's fine, okay. And then she turns to Lady Gilda, who is just stalwart and staring at the window. She's like, no, it's not okay, okay, it's not okay, is it? It's not okay. Look, she's she's on guard. She's not, she's, it's not gonna be okay. She's just like that. Tulak says, it's okay. Just relax. Close the door behind us and lock it. And stay here with your animals. Do not leave the house until a guard comes to get you. We must move on. They, yeah, they told me to stay in. They told me to stay in. Oh no! Oh no! If you're gonna go out there, everything's gonna go Everything wrong. Everything will be fine. Why is she? And why is she on guard? Why is she on guard? Why is she on guard? You can feel the, the the panic building, and the animals start to shift. Hala, we just need to go out there and make sure that we have taken care of all the creatures so far. We have already removed the wolf that walks on two legs. It will be safe. We already have a code word. The code word is, it's safe to come out. (laughs) Uh, Lady Gilda, what were you going to say? Paula, we believe in you, and we trust you, and we know that you can do this. She's still, like, looking out the window, her back to her, you know. You leave whatever's out there to us. If you hear anything, you call for us. But until you see a guard or one of the three of us, you stay here. You stay safe. You stay strong. And you stay strong for your animals and for their future. Uh, she's like doing her best to like like force out this aura of courage to Hala. Like just really try and bolster her spirits without doing very much, you know. Okay. I'd like to attempt a diplomacy check to try and calm her the fuck down. Okay. That's a 14. And I just wanted to say that it was uh, Lyme disease, not leprosy, that uh, the possums don't get. Oh. <laughs> good catch. Good catch. The rare Damn. mid-episode correction. Oh, just right at the very end. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, okay, and she... She, you know, because everyone's kind of trying to calm her down in different ways, including Crocker just being casual, petting the goat. Uh, she starts to like, you know, just just let a little bit go. She's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, there. And she just starts going over to ten with the animals. She's like, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Uh, I'll remember the code word. Good. And if you could maybe give us a quick blessing of a rastal, because we are about to go on another hunt, Miss Vice Stepper. <laughs> Can she do that? <laughs> She's the priest of Arastal, isn't she? No, she has a shrine to Arastal, like in the yard. 
but she's not a priest of any kind. Well, those classic barnyard oh. shrines. Classic barnyard. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tulok steps out of the home as well, and they move forth. Trek is just. I mean, here, boy. Here, boy. <laughs> uh, where um, to next crow's casks or icon manor or the ruins of the apaca or the i mean what? i question whether we need to continue spelling out each individual place or can we do we need can we hand wave this or like if we say that we go to each place I'll, so what I'll be on, I'll be honest with you. I am counting stuff behind the scenes here. Okay. Your, the progress you make, uh, how much you accomplish uh, by checking in on people versus how long it takes you to get where you don't even know where you need to go. So everything matters. How long you take and how, how much you help. Matters. Copy that. Okay. I say personally that we go to Crow's Cast next. And then we just slowly work our way towards the Dawnflower Library. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but what would Jal want? What do we know about this person? If we're assuming they're behind it at all, Wolf on Two Legs, I mean, I guess that could so be... You guys don't know much at all. Uh, the only person who actually knew anything was was Fizzit, who imparted some knowledge to you but you guys never followed up on on the character so all you really know is that he used to be a serial killer that hid among the druids and then one day was found out on a full moon when he went on a rampage and he ended up killing uh many people including Kedin Olathenar's uh wife and uh oh, then was yeah, basically off a cliff into the ocean and is believed to be dead other than by Kilino who to this day collects and pays well for wolf pelts. I mean, maybe Crow's Cask in the market then, because if Kalino Kilino's constantly hunting wolves, he's got to be a target, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah got it. Wide be. open space, great for a showdown. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Just hope that okay. some okay. rain starts and there's a little thunder booming in the background. So Crow's so Cask had... next, and okay. then so you the had market. to Crow's Casks, uh, which you would normally expect to be bumping at this time of night. Um, it's only about quarter to 11 at this point, and uh, it is completely shuttered. Uh, and uh, you, when you get to the door, you actually see there's a sign on the door that says, uh, it used to say, it's not scratched out, that that place was closed for some sort of private event. But then underneath it says that the private event was canceled due to illness. Um, someone can roll me a society check on that. I got a 13. Uh, you're not from this town, so you don't really get it. Uh, we get, get one from the other guys. 19. 27, sweet baby Ray. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tulak, you actually kind of know what this might, what, what uh, illness would be when it comes to crow's casks, because you can you can go in and try new alchemical concoctions from um, from uh, Magiloy at the risk of like getting sick uh, for like 24 hours on them or something like that. So the, probably the staff was drinking the concoctions and it was like, oh shit, we can't cook any food tonight. Like we gotta, we gotta shut this place down. So it's like a, a semi-common local thing. Uh, but there appears to be absolutely nobody in the building whatsoever. Okay, so we head to the farmer's market. As you are, as you are looking here and like kind of peeking into the windows and trying to figure it out, you hear 
a commotion coming from the south down the way. Um, there's a wooden bridge that crosses the Osprey River um, before the uh, stone bridge where the Crooks Nook sits on, and you could hear it coming from down there. And you could hear someone basically hollering and screaming, and then you start to hear barks and howls from down there as well. Well, let's get the fuck away from that. <laughs> uh, Gilda starts motoring towards it as fast as her uh, 20 feet per, per action can <laughs> carry her. All right. You guys book it down there, and you get to the bridge, and you can see in front of you the bridge is in disrepair. Or rather, it's been, been that's a lot of planks have been pulled up because it's in the middle of important repairs. And on the other side of the bridge is a guard on his on his ass, like back, like crab walking backwards away from this massive dire wolf and two wolves flanking it. And it they look like they are on the hunt and about to pounce on this dude. And you have this barely uh, passable bridge in front of you. And that's what we're going to call it. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.